This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we are up against, together we can beat them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies on the Midas Touch Network. I'm going to get a little more personal than I usually do today, but I need to start with this clip of former President Trump saying he would not protect our NATO allies if they're attacked by Russia. I'm not going to protect you any longer. And I remember the head of a country stood up and said, does that mean that if Russia attacks my country, you will not be there? That's right. That's what it means. I will not protect you. Some context is important here. The former president was recounting a conversation with a European leader who Trump felt was not paying enough into the NATO alliance. That's often been a complaint of U.S. presidents claiming that our European friends don't always pull their weight. That is a debate worth having. But saying you won't defend an ally, a fellow democracy, against an attack by a ruthless, murderous dictator just because they're behind on membership fees? That takes pettiness to a whole new level. And that's to say nothing of the message it sends our strategic adversaries like Russia, China, and Iran about America's commitments to its friends. This kind of rhetoric, even now from a former president, makes America and the world less safe. This one is personal for me. I grew up in a military family in Europe on the front lines of the Cold War. My dad was an Air Force reconnaissance pilot, and we moved constantly from base to base. I remember one time when I got to see up close why he did what he did. It was one of those take-your-kid-to-work days, except my dad's office was a bunker, deep underground, protected by a hundred feet, probably more, of earth, steel, and concrete. My dad's squadron was running an exercise that day. They were simulating a nuclear attack from the Soviet Union. My dad's job as the vice wing commander was to launch his squadron's reconnaissance planes as many as possible before the Russian missiles hit the base. I remember the alarm going off in the bunker and a countdown timer showing the minutes remaining until the nuclear warheads began impacting. What struck me most was the quiet professionalism, American servicemen and women intently focused on doing their jobs, making real an idea that is foundational to deterrence. Preparation prevents war. I'll never forget what happened when the countdown timer hit zero. The planes had all made it off the ground. Their simulated mission was to conduct reconnaissance on the enemy's military movements. But in the bunker, there was an eerie calm. I asked my dad, now what? He turned to me and said, now we wait. And I understood what he meant. His mission to launch those planes was done. Now everyone in the bunker waited to be struck by the full nuclear might of the Soviet Union, and even a hundred feet of concrete and steel wouldn't save them. That is what duty looks like. I am sure experiences like that had something to do with me joining the Navy and becoming a recon pilot myself. My point is this. The defense of freedom is not a bargaining chip. America must stand by its friends. We are still the arsenal of democracy, and for all our faults and mistakes, our allies depend on us. An argument over membership fees cannot be allowed to break that trust. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. I've got a quick break here, but I need a favor first. Shows like this depend on your support. Please, if you can spare five seconds, click the link to the podcast version of the show below and leave us a five-star review. It really does help. Thanks. You don't have to take it from me. I'm a Democrat after all, and I was never on Trump's team. So listen to Trump's own national security advisor, John Bolton, on the damage done by the former president's treatment of our allies and of NATO in particular. Yeah, you were in that White House for quite some time. I was covering you when you were there, and, and I didn't hear these concerns lobbed then. And as it relates to Republicans in general, they say, look, uh, th- not a bad track record. No new wars. He left the Iran nuclear deal, n- peace deals throughout the Middle East. He reworked trade deals. I know you have questions and concerns about going forward, but when you look at the actual record, Republicans say not bad, right? Well, let's let's talk about no new wars. He he negotiated a deal with the Taliban that Biden later implemented that was a disastrous mistake for uh, America and for our national security in the world. Uh, he did not uh, put forward a really effective uh, effort to squeeze the Iranians after he got out of the nuclear deal. Uh, uh, he did not uh, deal with the threat of terrorism from Iran effectively. Uh, he threatened the existence of NATO, uh, and I think in a second Trump term would almost certainly withdraw from NATO. He was extremely erratic in his handling of the Venezuelan opposition and their efforts to overthrow the authoritarian Maduro regime in uh, Venezuela. I mean, there's a long list here, uh, and I think those who make these claims about uh, what Trump did in his first term don't really understand how we got to the places we did because many of the things they now give Trump credit for, he wanted to go in the opposite direction. I'll leave you with this classic of Donald Trump at a meeting of NATO leaders shoving aside the prime minister of Montenegro so he could be in the front of the picture. It's schoolyard level pettiness and one more sign of just how unfit this man is to lead the free world. Thank <laughs> you.